0: Because our Canadian legend is here. Let me find the correct <laughs> the correct thing. Our Canadian legend is here uh, from all over, all over the wrestling world, all over Canada himself. Uh, been in the business a while, though I don't have those numbers on there. Uh, and my daughter's new favorite wrestling name, Rip <laughs> Impact. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's uh, quite the introduction. I hope I can live up to it. Uh, Canadian Legends, a big term, but that's uh, so what I got. It's what's you know, written on the board. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, as far as those numbers, it's been almost 20 years now. I've been wrestling actively for almost 20 years. That's uh,
0: crazy.
1: So very busy, consistently too, which is the which is kind of like the thing I'm most proud about. It's it's been you know 20 years now. Uh, we're going into the 20th year, and it's been consistent. Like I haven't had a break away from wrestling more than two weeks. Even through the pandemic, I was still training, doing whatever I could. And, like, uh, you know, we did outdoor shows and everything like that. So it's been very consistent. Other than that, force break a little bit then, right. I've been nonstop. I've been very lucky with injuries and stuff. I've been able to recover quickly and keep busy wrestling, uh, you know, uh, year in and year out, week in and week out, every uh, month and weekend, always on shows and training. So it's good. That, it's great to be here. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah,
0: that's insane to me because. <laughs> Doing anything uh, consistently like that for 20 years is grueling and grinding. And besides the the physical aspect of wrestling, taking the bumps, doing the training and all that, uh, how challenging is uh, staying focused, staying grounded, the mental game of wrestling being in it for 20 years?
1: Absolutely. And that is a great point. And I love that you recognize that. And that's a great way to kind of start off this interview because you're right and the way you worded that was it was awesome because you're right doing anything for 20 years uh consistently is kind of crazy to think about um let alone wrestling with how grueling and physical it is um and then like how mentally challenging it is right. i was just explaining to some of my students um uh, i did a lot of tours up north and out west and doing those tours really kind of uh makes or breaks you you can uh Kind of get challenged physically because you're constantly wrestling every night and you're, and you're traveling um so as much as the wrestling is physically you know taking its toll on your body the long drives eight ten hours between each town and city takes a toll as well but what people don't realize i think people are starting to realize more and more now in you know 2023 and in the last couple of years is like the mental uh, effect it can take on people and just like those tours specifically um, often you're very isolated. You're on the road for four weeks or six weeks away from your friends and family. So that can kind of challenge you mentally as well. I think, uh, doing those in my earlier years, just kind of made me stronger. Um, wrestling has always been my, my go to for any I've needed to push through if I had adversity or, um, you know, like family deaths or anything that has troubled me over the years, wrestling's always been there for me. So I think it's actually helped me mentally. So I, uh, I feel like I've done 20 years and. I mean, physically and mentally, right now, I feel like I could give another twenty.
0: Nice. Uh, and you mentioned your wrestling school. I believe yep. that's in Hamilton, Ontario.
1: That is correct. The Hamilton Pro Wrestling Academy.
0: Hamilton Pro Wrestling Academy. What yep. is it like? You've been. You said that you've been doing this for twenty years. You run your own school, Hamilton, uh, the Pro. Pro Wrestling Academy. What is it like to have? You're shaping. You're molding. The young talent coming up now, and, and this talent's coming to you. They're coming to you to get trained. They're coming to you to get advice. What is what does that feel like? uh You know, because you were in that position at one time. And we'll get to that. But what is that like now? You're on the other side of it.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I was kind of sprung into the role of being like a assistant coach early on in my training. I had only been training for a couple of a couple of years at my old wrestling school when I started twenty years ago, uh, and after a year or two. I was already kind of thrown into a role of being like an assistant coach, helping my older trainer teach some of the new beginners. I think that was kind of early for me to be doing any of that. But uh, I think with the way I started my training and, and doing that, it made me a better trainer nowadays. Nice. I've had the Hamilton Wrestling Academy for six years now. Um but I've been at my location there for six years now. And uh it's 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 crazy to think about like uh, it's just the most rewarding feeling seeing your students succeed. Um, seeing them finally work towards something and then finally achieve it is a feeling that's unmatched. Um, it's awesome having, uh, you know, open communication and a good relationship with my students and, and, and uh, being able to build friendships with them is it's very awesome and very cool. I'm very fortunate for that. And, uh, it's just a great feeling kind of to pass my knowledge on and work with the next generation because these people are the future.
0: What is probably the most important piece of advice uh, you want to make sure you instill in your your students that come in?
1: A great question. Um, I think setting realistic goals is very important. Like I want everyone to set goals and work towards them, and achieve them, but they have to be realistic with them. And I think uh, it sounds so cliche, but yeah. hard work does pay off if you're willing to put in the efforts and the work. I attribute all my success in my career, you know, from uh, everything I've been able to accomplish with, you know, tryouts and other opportunities and championships and, and traveling and touring and just having wrestling as my full-time job and career. There's no side hustle for me. Wrestling is my full-time job. And I attribute all that just to like a very hard work work ethic and just uh, very focused and just the mindset of if you put the work in, the results will come.
0: Um. That mindset, I believe, uh, and I quote, because this is your quote, uh, first yeah. person there, last person to leave. Yes. Um, and I, I really yeah. like that mindset. Uh, you, were, mm-hmm. you were talking about it in another podcast, um, how that type of grind and uh, focus and mindset like help open the door for you at, at Ring of Honor at that yeah, time. absolutely. Uh, my question yeah. is, who instilled that that first one there, last one to leave like type of drive?
1: Man, you do your homework, and you're uh, you're a very good interviewer. So thank, thank you for these questions and uh, touching base on that because I love that. As soon as you said that, uh, it made me think of 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 that particular scenario, and that's that's um, helped me in a, a lot of scenarios before having that mindset of the you know first to arrive, last to leave. And I remember specifically emailing uh, Adam Pierce at the time, who works for WWE now, but he was head of ring of war at the time, and talking to him and saying I'll be the first one there and the last to leave, and that really clicked with him um i feel like that has been attributed from my original trainer uh ernie moore is the executioner Ernie Moore? he kind of just instilled a lie in me and i often say he's not only made me the wrestler i am today but he also made me the coach i am today but even more he made me the man i am today he instilled good morals and he instilled like a hard work ethic of just that mindset of being the first one there and the last one to leave. Um, and besides that, just uh, I think I found wrestling at the right time, and wrestling found me at the right time, and it's helped me in my life, you know, inside and outside the ring. And it's really just lived by that mindset of of, of being the first one there and last to leave, putting the work.
0: You said uh, you found wrestling at, at the right time. It found you. Were you searching mm-hmm. for something at that time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was a teenager. Um, I actually got into wrestling. I don't have stories of watching wrestling when I was four or five or six. I started watching wrestling when I was like 10 or 11, like Mm -hmm. a little bit later, uh, during like, you know, middle school going into high school. And I really got into it during late middle school and high school. Um, and then during high school, I didn't know what to do. I I had no direction. Um, I, I did not, you know, I wasn't motivated in high school. I just didn't know what to do until I uh you know, discovered pro wrestling and and, and before I found out there was like a local company in Hamilton that I could train with and, and go from. So once I dived into that, I basically put all my eggs in the basket. Um and it was what I fell in love with and like I said, I was I was searching for something at the time and I found it and it found me. So I was very fortunate that it worked out that way.
0: Spectacular taking that first person here, last person leave mindset. Uh mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Living Legends Academy with uh, the Executioner yes. himself. Uh, Texas Wrestling Academy, I believe you did some stuff yeah. at. And Absolutely. Down in Mexico with Ultimo Dragon. One of yes, my yes. favorite WCW uh, luchadors <laughs> at that time. Uh, Absolutely. Each one of those schools brought something different, right? To you? To your Definitely. your in-ring style, probably? The way you work a, a thing? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's one thing of advice from each of those schools that stands out with you resonates was li- we,
1: well with living legends, like I said, yeah. with Ernie, oh, yeah. that was my initial right. training. Yep. And that just instilled, like I said, the hard work ethic and the fundamentals and the foundation and the basics. Uh, and, and, and that mindset of, of um, just the old school wrestling, but it was adapting time. So we were mixing in new school as we kind of learned as well um, with obviously training at ultimate dragons uh, dojo in Mexico that was an uh, opportunity of a lifetime for me. That was set up through the UWA of U of Hardcore guys, and that was incredible. Uh, when I was down there at Ultimo Dragons Dojo, I was training alongside some of the best wrestlers in the world today. And it's crazy to think about the class that I trained with at Ultimo's, um, the people that were in that class, and where they are now. Uh, for the starters, the, the top person I always mention that I got to work with in Mexico and wrestle in an Arena was none other than i think the current iwgp champions i think he just won it was okada yeah um so i got to work with him and train with him alongside him as he was starting out in mexico uh before he went back to japan and just training with ultimo has always been um, and other trainers there negro navara and skyda learning the lucha Libre style has always been something i always loved and and something i always wanted to do um i'm a smaller wrestler i'm not a huge guy so i gravitate towards the high flying that Lucha Libre style so I definitely got that from training there. And then training with uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez at the Texas Wrestling Academy was a lot more of the psychology and a little bit of the uh, ground, t- technical wrestling, and I got a lot from that as well there.
0: Um, I, got, I I'm say Ultimo Dragon, I got to go off on a small tangent. Tell me yeah. why uh, Chris Jericho versus Ultimo Dragon at war is the greatest match you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot of factors. I think like what the wrestlers do in-ring is obviously one of the most important factors uh, yeah. with like what draws me into a wrestling match. But I think there's so much more when it's a certain crowd reaction and audience. Like You have one match in one place, but you can have the exact same match somewhere else and it might not have the same feeling because it doesn't have the same crowd. Um, so that particular match has a great crowd reaction that um, gets like really into everything. It's just, a, I think, a matter of timing as well. It's when I watched that match. I didn't watch it live, obviously, but I watched a, a tape of it years later. Yeah. And it was just kind of like something that stood out to me at the time of, like, really breaking through and starting my wrestling journey. So I always resonate with that. And it sticks with me as one of my favorite and greatest matches of all time.
0: Um, That meant I can't even... Remember that match? I'm gonna have to go back. You They've had a
1: handful. That. They've had a handful of matches yeah. together, so
0: um we talked a little about ROH TV earlier, yeah. um with the Adam Pierce and uh once again the first one there, last one to leave. Yeah. Uh, tell me um how like ROH came about, what Tommaso Chapa means to you in that whole yeah. saga. Uh just lay some of that out for us.
1: Absolutely. Um, so ring of honor has always been kind of my promotion. Okay. It's always been something I've gravitated towards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the early days of ring of Honor in 2002, 2003, that was when I was really starting my wrestling journey 20 years ago. I started watching those first couple of early ring of honor shows. And I loved it. It was yeah. something fresh. Uh-huh. I mean, I watched WWF. I watched WCW. I watched ECW, but ring of honor was like the company I discovered from the start, it's something where I started from. I have followed along with them from the get-go until even the current stuff now with AEW. Um, so that's part of the reason why I loved Ring of Honor so much. Uh, one of the first big independent shows I went to was a ring of honor show when they came down to the Buffalo area. I went to that. I got to meet Christopher Daniels, a handful of other wrestlers there. And then only a couple years later, I was able to wrestle Christopher Daniels, which was, you know, a stepping stone for me. Um, and building those connections. So, being the chance when Ring of Water started coming down to Toronto, uh, I knew I had to get in. I knew I was able to. I knew I was skilled enough that I could get opportunity there. I just needed to re- meet, the, meet the right person, get the right network and contact, and show them that I'm willing to put the work in, uh, that I'm willing to be the first one there and the last to leave. And Adam Pierce gave me the opportunity. Um, I had to do a couple of Ring of Water dark matches and tapings with Toronto. And that led to doing shows in Buffalo and Cleveland and Chicago any show that I could get to with Ring of Honor, I would get to and do dark matches or um, uh, future of honor matches or anything for YouTube exclusives or anything for the DVDs as bonuses. But then a big opportunity came for me is when I got to work with Tommaso Chopra at Ring of Honor. I had wrestled Tommaso once before in like a scramble match for Dragon Gate USA, but the opportunity to wrestle him for Ring of Honor for television was one of the biggest platforms I ever got to be on. You know, and Ring of Honor was shown on Fox TV, yeah. nationally, and everywhere. So it was a really opportunity, big opportunity. And Tommaso was always a class act, and he still is. I got to talk to him uh, years later, and he still remembers the match and talking to me. And uh, he's been very cool, uh, just with any advice. Anytime I got to meet him afterwards, just cross paths with him, he was always really cool to work with.
0: Uh, you mentioned Dragon Gate. We know you, you've been up yep. in Canada. You've been in, in the U.S., been down in Mexico. Uh, yep. How do the crowds differ uh, from one place to another, and which one's the hottest? That's the loaded question. That's the loaded part of the
1: question. Uh, that's Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a loaded part of the question. <laughs> um, I think the crowds between Canada and U.S. aren't too much different. Okay. Um, sometimes the crowds in the U.S. can be a little bit spoiled, uh, depending what market you're in. You know, If you get the chance to wrestle down like the Northeast, like the Philadelphia, or you get to like New Jersey or anywhere like that. They can be a bit spoiled because they've seen a lot of great wrestling. Um, but when you get them into your match, they're very respectful. And they're hot. Um, the crowds in Mexico, I, I always describe wrestling in Mexico as not just, you know, part of their, you know, part of their scene, like it is here yeah. in Canada. It's part of their culture. Like yeah. it's embedded in them. Like there's like kids and generations and generations of wrestlers, but generations of kids coming out as fans. And, and their parents and then they bring their, their grandparents or they bring their grandson and then they bring their kids and they, they bring their kids. The so wrestling in Mexico is like tradition, uh, very cultural. Um, obviously the Lucha Libre style is is very important there. And, and the importance of wearing a mask and stuff. I never wore a mask when I was down there, but um, being like someone that came from overseas and wrestling there uh, it was a really cool opportunity. And then I honestly think to answer your loaded question, maybe I'm biased. But I think the Canadian wrestling crowd is the best of the three. It's just the um, they're, they're the most respectful and the most appreciative for what we give them. And I think Canada is a little bit of a hidden gem. You know, I mean, we have great wrestling here, but doesn't necessarily have the same exposure as the wrestling in the States. Um, so I think the crowds here really uh, appreciate and respect what we do.
0: Why do you think Canada gets overlooked Uh We've had a ton of Canadian talent on this show. If it wasn't for Vanessa, I, I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> she grabs them all. Uh, yeah, and and I've learned so much. And what I've learned the most is there's amazing talent that just gets brushed to the side. Yeah,
1: much over yeah absolutely. Um, Why? What? It's it's a lot of factors, I think. Okay. Like. It's always been harder for Canadians to get over to the States. Yeah. So, uh, you know, opportunities with work visas has made things hard for people in the past, like speedball, Mike Bailey and other guys. But they broke off and they're exploding in impact now on the U.S. scene since they got their visas worked out, But like we've got Ontario guys like Josh Alexander, who's killing it in impact. Now, and a lot of other uh, Canadian talent, Cody Diener and others have done very well for themselves to be able to break through. Um, but I think a lot of people are being overlooked because couple reasons one maybe um, not everyone wants to travel over to the states to get noticed and i think um just with canada we just don't have as many eyes here we have people that love wrestling but it's not as readily available like we have some stuff online uh, Mm -hmm. but just now just now in the last couple of years our independent companies around here really amping up their production and expanding their horizons i think just I think it's going to continue to grow, right? I think in the next couple of years, and hopefully in my next decade or so, um, there will be more eyes on Canadian wrestling. People will recognize the incredible talent we have here. People will recognize the future talent, like Gabriel Forza and Von Vertigo and so many other guys that are out there on the Ontario scene killing it. And like some of my students that are breaking out and uh, I've been doing well here that are going to break out more in The states and just branch off and hopefully bring more eyes to Canada and the great Canadian wrestling we have here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I we've talked to uh, where's uh, yeah, we've talked to a lot of those guys, and it's just like you can feel it, you can feel it, and I can feel it through the the zooms. And and, and they love it, they got a passion. Uh, everyone I've talked to is like extremely hard working, yes, extremely. So I, I hope in the in the future that those eyes are are on that product. See that. Um, you've been in it for twenty years. You have a school. You're you're molding the the youth. Yep. Um, you're gonna you're gonna help bring those eyes to Canada. Uh, what do you hope your your you your lasting impression on the wrestling industry is? What do you hope to leave when you finally? Like, I guess not yeah. get it. I guess you won't ever be out of it because you got a school and you're going to always be in yeah. it. And uh, you've learned, you learned from the executioner, like this is going to be your yeah. thing. Uh, There Definitely. will be a time, you know, that you aren't in the ring, I guess. So, so what do you hope you leave?
1: That's, that's a great question. It's like looking back on like, you know your legacy or what's, you know, quote-unquote, going to be written on my gravestone um, and just what's going to be talked about, you know, eventually when I leave wrestling or or whatever. Um, I just hope it's that people recognize and appreciate um, the hard work and the effort I always put in, but also um, I hope my legacy is just through my students. I hope the the next generation that I've been working with and and the next next generation I'm, I'm working with now uh, and, and hopefully another generation after that. I hope they can just continue my legacy. I'm known for um, the amount of students I've trained, and the students that are out there are doing well, and the quality of the students and how hardworking they are. Kind of passing that on, um, that hardworking attitude, and um, you know, in and in and out of the ring, um, working hard and just um, just being that guy that loves pro wrestling and he wants to put his all into it and he wants his students to succeed
0: um what what do you i mean i can feel wrestling is your life you know wrestling yeah. is your life everything else is just detailed but what else do you do, you do yeah do other things besides um well
1: wrestling takes up most of my life um <laughs> uh, It really does. Like I said, it's my, uh, it's not my side hustle. It's, it's my full-time job. It's been my, uh, it's been my, really, it's been my only job. It's my career. I got into wrestling as a teenager when I was living at home, uh, and then like just doing tours early on when I was able to move out. And I was just, you know, the first few years, I compare it to being like a rock star or a musician. When you first start out with anything like that, uh, you're not making a ton of money. You're just getting by, uh, you're a starving artist. And that's how wrestling was for the first few years. Uh, for the first while, you know what I mean? if I would travel, I would do tours, I'd save my money from those tours, I would sell merchandise early on, t-shirts and DVDs and photos, anything I could to kind of uh, do that grind and make money and and, and push myself for wrestling. So it's always um, really been at the forefront and been my my job and career. So it's been all-consuming and used up most of my career, uh, and most of my life, like I haven't had much downtime. So I wasn't wrestling at events or shows or touring. I was training to get better. If I wasn't training, I was watching tapes with DVDs to study or watching it on TV um, or doing anything like that. But nowadays, after I've been wrestling for uh, almost 20 years now. Um, what I have to kind of fill my free time with is if not, if I'm not wrestling, I, I try to give myself a day or two <laughs> off or I have a little bit of a holiday over the over Christmas break. Uh, I love doing a couple other things. I'm a, I'm a fan of the outdoors. So I like hiking. I'm a big fan of rock climbing, so I do a lot of uh, rock climbing uh, indoors or outdoors, specifically indoors a lot. I just built a rock climbing uh, wall at my wrestling school for myself during the pandemic. Um, but I, I enjoy rock climbing. I enjoy kayaking, uh, just being on the water. Kayaking is very peaceful, so I enjoy kayaking and just being outdoors. And then as far as indoor stuff, I'm not much of a video game or TV guy, but I definitely enjoy board games. Nice. I have a, big collection of board games uh so i play a lot of those too nice
0: what have you played recently
1: oh that's a good question um there's a board game called camel up which is uh it's like a betting game where it's a board game where you bet on these camels racing around uh, that's one i play a lot Namia, uh, ghost Blitz. there's there's a ton of great board games out there um I'm just trying to think of, uh, there's one called Concept, which is a great game, and so many others that I have a board game collection of probably 50, 60 board games. Wow. Uh, and then I'm a big fan of the escape rooms as well. So we got some escape room board games and stuff too. And I love doing escape rooms and anything kind of puzzling or challenging, anything I can challenge myself with. I think that's a big reason why I love wrestling and also why I love uh, rock wall climbing, because you're, you're problem solving. You're, yep. They're all puzzles and you're problem solving. And there's endless possibilities and, and so many different uh, right ways to do things as opposed to uh, only one set way. There's multiple ways to get there.
0: Man, I tell you, you are one hard-working individual <laughs> physically, mentally. I, I can see how the, some of the things that you talked about, uh, the kayaking, even the board games, uh, even in mm-hmm. taking those paths on the, on the rock wall, uh, that, that's, those are mental Mental gymnastics, like that's, that helps you, center you. Yeah, for sure. It's, I guess
1: so. It's, it stimulates me creativity. Yeah. Like it, it definitely stimulates me uh, uh, and stimulates me to be creative. And that's one of my favorite parts about pro wrestling. People ask me that, like what you love about pro yeah. wrestling. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's not the fame or the recognition. It's, or I love seeing my students succeed. I love the platform, like the, as the, as the saying goes, the blank canvas. Yeah. I love being the artist and painting that blank canvas. I love being creative. I've been lucky over the years in this day and age uh, to come up with some of my own wrestling moves and, like, um, you know, modifications to other wrestling moves that have been around for years, but making them my own with a small twist or a turn or doing something different and making them my own. Creating a few of my own moves, which is kind of crazy this day and age because so many wrestling moves have been done. There's you know, so many wrestlers out there across, you know, Canada, the United States, everywhere, Mexico, and Japan. Um, you know, Europe and everywhere too. There's so many wrestlers, so it's hard to come up with something of your own. But I love that with wrestling because it's infinity. There are so many endless possibilities. So that's one of the things I really instill in my students. And some of the drills and exercises we do, outside of conditioning drills and, and your regular pro wrestling training that we do, is I do a lot of exercises to stimulate their creativity to get my wrestlers thinking. Uh, creatively so i want their match on the show to be the same as every other match on the show i want them to be a little bit different i want them to stand out and that's very important to me
0: awesome yeah we just had um taryn from accounting on uh another canadian wrestler she was saying yeah yeah, she was saying how uh she would she didn't watch she doesn't watch a lot of wrestling and uh so she come up with this move that she thought she made up she thought she created it yeah. and someone's like
1: no yeah. so-and-so does that i did that right, yeah. <laughs> right?
0: it's hard i can see how it's
1: hard it's hard for sure but tweak it and
0: and, that's and, a, yeah I that's agree. the
1: hard part is like i have a couple people that once i come up with something i send it to them i say hey have you seen this before people that i know that work for high spots or people that i know that work for places like that or just watch a ton of wrestling like a mix of everything i have to send it all around like i've never seen that before i've never seen that or this guy did this in japan 20 years ago i'm like damn it or this guy did it in Mexico last week. I'm like, damn it. But I'm always thinking of something a little bit different and tweaking and making my own and just trying to be creative. You know what I mean?
0: Is there a lot of like, uh, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of, territorial? Is there a lot of like, oh, that's that's my move
1: or I did it or yeah. like... Yeah, n- not so much. No, not not nowadays. Yeah. I'd say 20 years ago, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but 20 years ago, the guys weren't as creative as they are now. You know what I mean? There's... Uh, what we saw is what we did now in the last, you know, 15 years, people have been really getting creative in the last couple of years, uh, people are definitely getting more adaptive and, and changing things up and pushing the boundaries and doing more and more. So it's very exciting to see, um, you know, every week something else got creative or, or the one up and the one up and then talked. But I think people are a lot more relaxed nowadays and not as protective to do the moves. Like. If anyone wants to do any of the moves I created, I posted them online. They can feel free to do them. There you go. Uh, I encourage it. It's nice. just awesome. It's just more out there for the wrestling world to do.
0: That was the word I was thinking of. Back there. Yeah. I feel like if I was a wrestler, I'd be like Kevin Owens <laughs> and I would just use everybody else's moves.
1: Yeah. That's what I would do. Kevin's so great, though. He's, he's so talented.
0: He is extremely talented. Phenomenal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,. Let me see. I'm looking at my bullet points over here. I think I hit on everything. I I did want to ask you to reflect on a couple wrestlers. We talked about Tommaso Ciampa. Um,
1: Psycho Mike. He's the funniest guy in the world. Sure is. He is one of the most, and he's going to hate when I say this, he's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. He's so talented. He's so good. He has everything the look, the charisma. You know what I mean? The in-ring ability. And like I say, he's just probably one of the finest guys in the world. And I got to meet Mike uh, at the beginning of his wrestling journey, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago, whatever it was. Um, and he's had challenges through his career and stuff. But I'm glad he's still doing it and he's just having fun with it. And he is so good. And I love Psycho Mike.
0: Yeah, we had him on here, uh, like, right at the start of the pandemic. And okay. I didn't know anything about him. I did my research, you know. I loved yeah, the, yeah. the matches he was in. He was so happy to be on because, you know, it was the beginning of the pandemic. There was nothing going on. Nothing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: He talked to us for like two hours. I think he played guitar for us. I think. I might have made that part up,
1: but it was It's very possible that he did play guitar for you because he's also extremely talented at guitar. Uh, And this is a Psycho Mike story that I think I have to share, even if we take a couple extra minutes right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's this is like a bit of a legend, but it's true. Um, Psycho Mike, like I said, uh, playing guitar. He I I believe that because he's super talented and and artistic like that. He can do anything. Uh, There was a time he was playing guitar hero. So this is going back, you know, a decade or more. He was playing guitar hero and he was so good. So he's like playing on like not just, you know, easy, medium or hard. He's playing on expert. Like he's playing the highest of levels. and He's playing one of the most difficult songs and he's just killing it. Like he's doing perfect. Perfect. Like people are getting upset with how good he is. Uh, Like friends are watching him, and they're they're almost surprised at how good he is at at the hard setting of expert. That like he's not missing a single beat. He's not missing it. So someone's so upset that he's doing so well, they turn uh, they they do they as a joke they turn the TV off for a second. But Mike still plays, and they turn the TV back on. I swear to God, he did not miss a beat. He just kept going. He got perfect records somehow. I feel like it's an urban legend, yeah. but I swear, it's, it's true. I believe it's it. It's incredible.
0: I believe it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I th- hell, that's, that's one way. Uh, we're, we can wrap it up. We've, uh, that's we good. Yeah. I love
1: Mike. That's great. Uh,
0: at the end of every Thank show. Thank you for having me. What's that?
1: Thank you oh, for having yeah. me. Yeah.
0: At the end of every show, I'm going to give you the mic now. Uh, you can put over anything you want, plug anything you want. Your links have been going off in the chat. Awesome. Uh, we'll push it awesome. out to YouTube and all that fun stuff. Uh, but the floor okay. is yours. I will not interrupt.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me once again. Thanks, Vanessa, for setting it up. Um, I got to meet her in person at Ken Valley Wrestling. You know They have a show coming up sometime in the next couple of months. I love working with Ken Valley. They're awesome. I got a handful of wrestling shows coming up over the next little while just across Ontario. Uh, but you can find those uh, – Information on those shows on my social media, RIP Impact on Twitter, RIP Impact on Instagram, RIP Impact on Facebook. Um, for runners and bookers that want to get a hold of me, they can email me, RIP Impact at gmail.com. i easy to get reach. I'm at events every weekend. I keep very busy. And if anyone wants to come down to the Hamilton Football Wrestling Academy, we're located in Hamilton. I've been there for six years, training hundreds of wrestlers now. And if people want to come down and try it out, just shoot me a message and we can get them in the ring, get them in the ring and get them started. Excellent.
0: Awesome. Once again, uh, you're a busy, busy man. Thanks for giving us the time tonight and, uh, you're welcome back anytime, anytime at awesome, all. Thank you. Have a great thank night. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a great night. Peace. Thank you. Awesome. Great stuff.